the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Picker Radio News Hour on this Monday. June is is upon us. It is the 5th of June. I think this weekend, uh, yesterday, was like the first time uh, that we were over like 100 degrees. I think it was only like 102 maybe yesterday. Uh, very late uh, in the year. Been a pretty mild uh, summer. No, knock on wood. Pretty mild so far. I'm sure uh, 110 degree heat is just around the corner, but uh, I hope you're enjoying uh, the weather. I know up in Colorado, Jason says it won't stop raining, uh, which, you know what? I'll, I'll take that as a good thing. Uh, hopefully it rains in the right places because uh, Arizona can use all the water it can get its hands on. 800 That is our toll-free number. AllAmericanGold.com is the website. Last Monday, we are off for Memorial Weekend, uh, so we didn't have Joey last uh, last Monday, but as always, well, most of the time uh, on Mondays, uh, we have my son Joey with us. He joins us for a little while, of course. He's at Northwestern Mutual, and it's so funny because one of the things, especially with what's happened with banks and bank deposits, uh, now is the Fed not done, right? All of a sudden, uh, the inflation data not going the right way, not enough people getting fired, too much uh, pressure still on manufacturers when it comes to pricing. And now the Fed may be stuck raising rates even higher, which, of course, puts more pressure on the bank. And, and one of the great things about North they're not a bank. Number two, they're not publicly traded. They could give about Wall Street. And then number three, no financial company has more cash in the bank, and no financial company is better rated than Northwestern Mutual. Joey, it's like you guys are in the sweet spot right now. Great and tremendous spot. Um, just a phenomenal company, super conservative in, in values and you know, I talk to listeners and I come on the show. What a better company for, for people like us to partner up with, right? Um, the reason why I chose them, the reason why I will be with them forever until I croak away. But the, I think a big thing, too, that, that we add, not only partnering with Northwestern Mutual, is the service that my team and I will provide to you. I, I'm a young guy. I've got a ton of energy. I'm constantly working. And I put a ton of pride and hard work into all of this. And I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for clients putting trust in my team and I. And by doing so, we've built a tremendous practice. But we're just putting people in a better spot than they were yesterday. Whether they become a client or not, I know for a fact that everyone leaves our conversations having learned a ton more and feeling a lot more comfortable at where they're at in their own financial planning. 
Right? Like, like for me, for example, hey, maybe you have a 50-year-old, 60-year-old advisor. He's got a ton of experience. He probably doesn't have the time to reach out to you at least twice a year or once a quarter to make sure we're updating things and keeping track of what's going on in your life. And now we're updating and making changes when necessary. You know, for me, I emphasize if someone's a client, how do you want my outreach to be to you? How do you want this relationship to go? And, and whatever they tell me, that is what we will do, and that is how our outreach will go. And when we talk about taxes, talk about investments, talk about estate and legal planning, hey, maybe you're looking to buy a house, I need a realtor, I need a mortgage lender. Everything financial, we're helping our clients out with, whether we get paid on it or not. I'll tell you what, I probably put in 20 hours of work for everyone before I see a penny. And there's a reason I do that, and I do that to show and prove to people that I want I'm going to stay here forever and that we're going to compete for your business and we're going to do a better job than whoever you worked with previously or you continue to work with. And I just I love what we've seen this year. We're on track for our goal as, as a financial planning practice, which has allowed us to give back to communities. Recently joined a nonprofit board where we're helping out with kids with illiteracy. The, the next door of my agenda is, is to give back to families that are single-parent households and make an impact there. And, and that's, quite frankly and quite honestly, that's due to all the clients you're putting in the trust with us, which allows us to give back to our communities and really just make sure we're making the world a better place one step at a time. You know, you, you've been highlighting how different it is, and people don't believe it. People don't, uh, they think, well, this is, you know what, I, I got a financial planner 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, maybe I got one just a few years ago, and, and they think it's normal. Hey, well, every once in a while I get an email from them, and I just delete it, right? I don't even open it up. I just hit the delete button and, and uh, really uh, haven't really had any type of relationship. I know that you and your team, you, you carve out days every single month where, hey, you know what, all this we're doing today is calling our existing clients. We're, we're going over things. I've got information uh, that, that uh, and especially for some, it's just to reach out and, hey, how's everything going? Everything's still on track. For others, you're reaching out for a reason because, hey, something's changed, and, and, and we need to maybe take a look at this and do something different. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what we're doing. We we carve out time on my calendar. I have days of the week, days of the month, where we're reaching back out and checking in. And we'll dive back into that after uh, this little break here. We'll be back with more with Joey. Stay with us. Patriot Radio News Hour on a Monday. 800-951-0592. Jason and Joe here today on this Monday. We got Joey with us uh, from Northwestern Mutual and so many people. And I think by design, they, they've been trained to be like well investing's just too complicated for you uh just get a 401k plan if your work offers it hire a financial advisor uh and 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 just live with the results and that's really uh a huge misnomer uh when it comes to having success 
when you're as you get ready to retire. You've got to be involved. And, and Joey, I think one of the things that that you're teaching people is number one, it's not as complicated as they make it out to be. And number two, and more importantly. Your opinion actually matters. I, you, you know, when you talk to me, you ask, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to get out of this? How do you want us to approach it? Uh, and for a lot of people that have these financial advisors, they, they don't, they're not even asked uh, what they want. And, and it tends to, uh, it tends to lead to these people being in portfolios that are way too aggressive, not tax efficient, doesn't even consider uh, the family dynamic because for a lot of people, hey, I'm on my second marriage or my third marriage. I got kids. I got stepkids. I got grandkids. I got step-grandkids. Uh, I've got a, a spouse that's passed away or I, I've got children that have passed away that have, uh, you know, exes. and It's a complicated process, tax planning, right? So I just made it sound really difficult. But, but you guys uh, really clear that up for everybody and make it a simple process. And, of course, the biggest thing is you're always communicating. Yeah, right. We're, we're constantly communicating and we're taking the time to figure out what is most important with all of our clients. And, and I'll tell you right now, I have so many cases where people have maybe the same income and probably the same amount of assets the planning and recommendations are always a little bit different because it's based upon your goals and what you're trying to achieve with these dollars. And we talk to other advisors. I think the biggest critique is they're just looking for more assets under management. They're always going to say, let's invest more. Whereas I say, we're looking to diversify. And we're trying to be a lot more tax efficient than your advisor would be because quite frankly, if you're investing in other assets, that have these tax efficiencies, he doesn't get as much compensation and this and that. And we're just taking a closer, more personable look and by doing so. That's the reason why our firm is averaging 27 and a half year relationships with clients. The industry is averaging two and a half. People can be very transactional, but when you do things the right way, you reach out, you have transparency, you have the proper communication and education, Everyone's life is tremendously better, and we're both more well-off than we were the day before. And I think if you really want to work with people who genuinely care about every, everyone they sit down with, then we're the right fit for you. If you're someone who just wants to get sold and then that's it and never talk again, we're probably not the right fit because I don't feel comfortable doing that because two years from now, five years from now, that might not be the thing you should be utilizing. Right, so really emphasizing that this is a relationship, and it's not going to be well. Joey's calling and talking about finances. I, I want to get to know people and know what's going on with your life. The guarantees I make—I only make one guarantee to everyone I speak with. I, I don't guarantee we're going to outperform the market every year. I don't guarantee we're going to make this money appear out of thin air. The only guarantee that I will give you or anyone I talk to is that no one's going to work harder to make sure you're in the right position financially and that you're getting the best service possible in terms of communication, education, and transparency. I think that's the biggest difference and why, honestly, we're just better. 
than these other advisors because we're generally taking the time and caring about everyone we speak to. Joey, I got a question. You, uh, everyone that's been listening uh, the last bunch of months, uh, you come on on Mondays, and uh, of course you're the Northwestern Mutual guy, and you're Joe uh, Joe Jaquin's son. But uh, we don't mm-hmm. talk too much about you know you're out of college, you know, and you're and you're, you're uh, living on your own. And what what do you do in your spare time? What else, what else interests you besides your job and, and your dad? <laughs> what else is going fantastic, on in Joey's life? Fantastic question. You know, about me is I, I've recently gone back into nonprofit boards. You know, we're doing the children's illiteracy program that I've joined. But what I do in my spare time is it's just like the normal everyday person. I, I love to go out, play sports, play some golf, right? But overall, just being involved in my community, whether it's going to different events, um, different charity events. I always love to be a part uh, of where I'm at. So I'm in Chicago, and I'm getting heavenly heavily involved within the community, but I'm just like everyone else, I'm just like you. I like to hang out with friends, I'll play some sports, I do a lot of reading now. Um, I graduated college, what, a year ago? But, you know, I, I, I'm just like a normal everyday person. I just spend a lot of time and really care about the practice, but I'm an outgoing guy who just loves to talk to people and help people out because I know at the end of the day, if we're all helping each other out, we're going to be a lot better off, especially what's going on with the the economy, our country. I think it's important that we take a step back and we just come together and we forget about the bad things that are going on and, and be positive about the future and what the future holds. Because I think if we're going to be pessimistic, why are we living? Why are we going through life every day? You know, I really was, you know, I'm a person who's very optimistic and, really happy and outgoing and always looking at the good side of things rather than the bad because there's a ton of bad out there. I think it's important that you look at what you've got and you're grateful for the things and the people that you have in your life. Well, there you go, Joy. It uh, doesn't sound like it's uh, very news-catching for the uh, the mainstream media, you know, the, the, the stuff they've been spouting in the last couple of years. But uh, it sounds like somebody that uh, I would like to use if uh, you only got to get into some life insurance or some investments, you know, Joe? Yeah, and, and and again, listen, uh, Joey is somebody who's very, very passionate about what he does. You know, we we've, uh, we we have both of us have that competitive drive. You know, some people do, some people don't. Uh, some people uh, are, are competitive in what I'll call a a, a nasty way, right? Uh, win at all costs, right? Uh, I don't care. Whatever I've got to do to not the way we you know we raise them and how we go about things i think the biggest thing is and all of you know right uh, especially when i was younger you know when i was joey's age i was coaching high school basketball already at that age uh, you know uh, giving back to the community has always been something that we've been big on and, that, and that's something that that joey's learned uh and, and things that that make us happy is going out there and helping other people uh, really have success and, and find their happiness. Uh, and those are the people you want to be around. Those are the people that you want in your life. Uh, people that are out there that, hey, this guy cares about me. You know what? I'm not a number. I'm not just a guy with, hey, I got a big checkbook. Uh, they actually care about me. They're trying to look out for me. You know, I've been doing this radio program. Uh, for over 20 years. And that's really what this whole program's about. It, it's, you know, we, we talk about bad stuff. 
But it's about, hey, I want to help you so this bad stuff doesn't affect you in a negative way. And, Joey, that's exactly what you're doing. It's exactly what we're doing. And, you know, I'm a very lucky person. I, I grew up. You guys know my dad. I, he raised me and my mom. She's fantastic. I got my little brother. But I grew up on these values. And it's something that's just ingrained into my brain of helping other people out and, and putting others first. And at the end of the day, if you do that enough, you constantly give back to the community and, and where you're from. I'll personally reap the rewards myself, which is a byproduct of all the good things we've done for people. And my dad mentioned coaching. I have applied to start coaching sixth and seventh graders in my free time on top of what I'm doing. But I, uh, I don't, I couldn't live a life where I was selfish and didn't do things for others. I think that's just a bad way to go about life. And at the end of the day, probably doesn't create a ton of happiness or joy in what you're doing day to day. But yeah, I, I take a lot of passion and pride in family, and I, I look at this financial planning practice as a second family. Probably going to end up knowing and talking to all my clients for 40 years, 50 years. It's going to be a long, long relationship, and I'm super excited just to see every year how, how all this changes and, and how we grow together and, and making sure that we're someone that you can rely on and put your trust in to make sure that we're putting you in the right spot whenever things need to be changed. Joey, give out your number. I know you got to go. I know you got a meeting to get to. Uh, tell everybody, uh, if that's the type of relationship you want with a financial planner, tell everybody how they get a hold of you. Yeah, reach out to me at my personal cell phone. That is 602-909-9048. Again, that's 602 602- Nine zero nine nine zero four eight. Reach out to me if, if you want to see what we're all about and go through our process and, and join our family in a way. Right? We would take a lot of pride in that, and I think you'll, at the very least, really enjoy the conversation. Please feel free to compare me to your other advisors and, and let us know if there's feedback. If we're not doing things correctly or your advisor, advisor does this or that, let us know. We're always accepting feedback. Our team is growing. We're constantly changing our processes to make sure, like in our one guarantee I mentioned earlier, that you're getting that best service possible. We'd love to talk to each and every one of you. Uh, take a lot of pride in working with listeners and really just hoping that we can put us all in a better spot sooner rather than later. Uh, always a, a blessing to come on every Monday. I really enjoy it. Hope everyone has a great week. Jason, great talking to you. Dad, I'll, I'll talk to you later. All right, there you have it. That uh, That's my son, Joey, 602-909-9048. Uh, we had, uh, we got movement here in the markets today uh, over the weekend. Saudi Arabia letting people know oil prices, they're not going to go down. If you're going to pr- bring it down, we're going to stop produ- producing uh, another big production cut from Saudi Arabia. Uh, then we had some economic data out, this time the ISM service sector. This is probably more important than the manufacturing sector because we know here in America, listen, we gave away our manufacturing base a long, long time ago. We are a service-based economy. They were expecting the economy to, to, to tick up 
it went the other way, uh, actually missed by, by quite a few points. Here was the big thing, and I think this is true. I really do. When, when looking at this data, they were saying, listen, things slowed down. And now we're at a point where things aren't getting better, but they're not getting worse. And Jason, I think that's where a lot of things are right now. Everyone's kind of waiting. Okay. Uh, is it going to get better? Or is it going to get worse? And we've probably spent the last, what, six, eight, ten weeks, what I would call, you know, treading water, where, hey, things slowed down, but they're, they're not getting any better, but at least right now they're not getting any worse. Yeah. Towards a situation where it's, it's going to, we'll start to see some more bank failures. I think we'll see more bank failures in the next uh, 60 to 90 days because, uh, you know, the, they're going to keep the rates up. You know, even if they stop raising them, they're going to keep them up. And uh, the, the government's going to start borrowing, you know, what, what another trillion dollars, Joe? And so there's a, yeah. there's a lot more uh, lucrative treasuries flooding into the market. It's what are you going to do, right, Joe? And that's going to be bad assets on the books of these regional banks that uh, can't afford to just buy into the higher interest rate stuff. So, you know, it's, it was going to take some time between those first round of failures to now, but now that the government's you know, going to be wheeling and dealing and spending, right, Joe? Well, I think we're going to start seeing some more regional banks uh, limp and fall apart again. Well, you, you brought up the debt ceiling when we get back. I'm going to tell you why that's actually a negative uh, for the banks and for Wall Street because of the fact, hey, guess what? Someone's got to buy all this stuff. We'll be back. 800-951-0592, Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour here on this Monday. A quick look in at the markets. Uh, the Dow is down a 100 points right now. The S&P is up 10. The Nasdaq's up 70. Uh, gold is up, depending on where you look. Gold's 1960. I think Kiklis got it up 11 or $12. I, I say it's up 6. It's it's the same. Uh, 1960 uh, silver, $23.65. You've got all the tools right here in front of you. you got to have gold and silver in your portfolio. It's not a maybe. It's a got to. You have to have it. Why? Because the currency is in trouble. Simple. How do we know? Well, look at the banks. This is not even bad times, and we've got trouble at the banks. Look at the debt ceiling. Right? Uh, we're going to pretend that we cut something. But well, we all know because you listen to this show, all they did was cut the amount they, that they promised to increase by a little bit. Uh, the, the, over the next seven years, we'll have a national debt that exceeds $50 trillion. And I have no idea what will be on the Fed's balance sheet. Whether that's, you know, the $8 plus trillion it has now, if it's, my guess will probably be closer to 20 trillion on their balance sheet right uh there, there's no stopping this freight train uh they want a digital currency they want more control over this thing you have to have your gold and silver put away you have to have the right financial advisor and i'm telling you uh if you have any doubt call my son he 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 means it when he tells you no one's going to outwork them, and they just approach things differently. They truly are, when you talk about financial companies, truly, truly conservative. And then, of course, it's like, hey, listen, I can't have all my money there. Check out our friends at Y-Refi. 
another place. It's not correlated to Wall Street. It's not. How about this? You don't even have to worry of what my statement's going to look like uh, today. Binance is being sued by the SEC, right? Crypto's getting hit, uh, you know, down a thousand dollars today, right? You don't have to worry about that stuff uh, with Y Refi. You get a fixed rate of return every single month, month after month after month after month. And I don't care if the Dow, the Dow's up 5,000, down 5,000. They, they hike rates for another two years. They lower rates for two years. They start quantitative easing, quantitative tightening, debt ceilings. It doesn't matter. Up to 10.25% returns. Check them out. Invest. Yrefi.com. That's the word invest. The letter Y, R-E-F-Y. Or call them at 888 888- why refi 24 so before the big break we were talking about the debt ceiling it's passed now well guess what happens now for the next six to eight weeks the treasury has to reload okay so right we as we know before the debt ceiling the treasury was down to his its last 20 30 billion dollars or so which is that that doesn't even get you a day right they were out of money. So they've got to re-up the checkbook, right? So the first of all, they'd like a checkbook of around $750 billion. Well, okay, well, there's $700 billion there. But then you got to remember they were under emergency measures. So they weren't making all of the payments to pensions and government employees, and they were emptying out piggy banks from other parts of the budget. they got to put all that money back, right? So basically over the next six to eight weeks, there's going to be another trillion dollars added to the deficit. And Jason, here's the problem. Guess who's got to buy this stuff? This is an extra trillion dollars. So the banks are going to be forced to be buying these treasuries, which means, hey, we're going to have even less deposits on hand because we got to buy this stuff, right? Because we got to keep the machine going, right? So we got to buy this all. And at the same time, remember, right, the Fed is still doing quantitative tightening, right? So that'll add, you know, another 70, 80, because they're not quite, they're not achieving their goal, right? It should add a couple hundred billion. It won't be that much, but it's going to add, let, let's call it another hundred billion there. And Jason, that just makes these banks, banks even more vulnerable. And now the talk is, hey, hopefully it's a pause, but it sure looks like the data is saying they need more rate hikes. Which then again makes the, the problems with these banks worse again. It's almost like a double whammy. Well, we had to, you know what, we were trying to beef up our cash reserves, but now we gotta buy all this stuff from the debt ceiling, so, so that gets drained, and now rates have gone up, and now our balance sheet looks that much worse. It's gonna crush a lot of assets, cause a, a lot of these banks are, and uh, big investors are parking their money in the reverse repo market. There, uh, there's, there's, uh, m- you know, mutual accounts, and there's, uh, in, and they're making it look a lot more appetizing to to just park it in these these higher now higher interest rate uh, vehicles 
which just doesn't keep up with inflation, but it's something like you said that a couple times last week. Uh, so wh- where are they going to take the money from? Well, they're going to take it out of the banks, right, Joe? They're going to take it uh, out of their out of their uh, stock investments because if you can get guaranteed 5%, that's better than the possible recession of the stock market. And, and this will slowly just manifest itself, you know, property, property, I think well, if it stays flat, it's still going to be a loser with inflation. Very bleak future, Joe. And, and when it comes to the national debt, you know, it's been doubling every eight years, every almost two presidential elections. You know, you had under Bush Jr., it was five trillion. He took it to 10. Obama took it to 20. Uh, tr- Trump in uh, first uh First uh, election of, of Biden. We're, you know, at the end of this, we're you know we're going to be hitting forty at the end of Biden's next uh, term, you know, or whoever whoever's there. Well, that, and that, again, and really that doesn't joke. count, right? And that doesn't count the Fed balance sheet, right? Because the That's Fed correct. balance sheet was only seven hundred billion, and then it went you know four billion, and yes. another five billion or five trillion, right? You know, so uh, we're, we're, you're right. Every eight years, it's a doubling, and, and that's what's so shocking. Because the number doubled, and yet you doubled it again. So that doubling is even bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so when we sit there and say, hey, and then by 2030, $50 trillion, and I'm going to tell you right now, that's if we're lucky. That's if things that, are going that's good. Pro- right. That's, that's right. That's if it's good. Uh, I actually think it's probably going to be 60. Well, and again, you could say 60 with the Fed's balance sheet. But with the Fed's balance sheet, I would not be shocked if we have a national debt of seventy to eighty trillion dollars. You know, you remember people like they want you to forget everything you ever learned. When I first started in this industry twenty years ago, the Fed would make a big deal about, oh, it's okay as long as we're the budget deficit's only three percent of GDP. Well, it's over ten percent of GDP now. Uh, yeah, not okay. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason here on this Monday. Uh, right now, uh, today's special. It's another great one. Those $5 liberties, congratulations uh, to everyone that was able to pick those up. Uh, we, we actually ended up selling out of those late on Friday. Uh, today, this is a hot one. $10 liberties. So gold this morning, early, early this morning, gold was down. It was down almost $25 from where it is here today. And I got an opportunity on some more $10 pieces. I locked them in. And, of course, now gold's 1960 and then headed in the other direction. I've got $10 liberties, $1,125 if you buy 20 or more. Eleven hundred and twenty dollars, and if you're on, uh, uh, help me. What are we on, Jason? Why am I drawing YouTube? YouTube, right? YouTube. <laughs> if you're on YouTube, Jason's holding them up into the camera. I don't get, know that. Trying uh, to get the picture from being blurry, but it's uh, I'm yeah, sorry. They're, they're, it's a little blurry. Back it up away from your camera a little bit. There you go. There you go. Well, anyway, uh, you get the idea. A half ounce of gold pre-1933 U.S. gold. Why do we like the old gold? Because it's private. It's the most private way to own it. You can buy it, sell it, trade it, and you don't have to give out your Social Security number. You don't have to worry about 1099s. 
uh, right? You're kind of on your honor. And the other part, it's the only gold the government considers collectible. Now, is that important? I don't know. All as I know is when the government confiscated gold in 1933, it was illegal to own gold in the United States with the exception of if you had collectible gold coins, you got to keep them. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, gold was the money then. It's not the money now. Uh, you know, they, may, they, they, they won't take it again. Really? Oh, I think I, I beg to differ. Matter of fact, I think with the digital currency, the government is going to love all the things it can take away uh, from the citizenry. So that's why we like the old gold the best. This price is spectacular. Uh, $1,125, 20 or more, $1,120. You know, you're getting that fractional gold well below the 20s. That's been the theme most of the year this year. Continue to stack it in your portfolio. 800-951-0592. It's going to be a very interesting next six to eight weeks with the amount of debt that's going to be issued. Now, one of the good news is uh, your money markets, a lot of people have gone into money markets. You're going to see money markets snapping these up because they're offering you maybe 3.75, maybe 4%, but they can buy three-month treasuries, one-month treasuries. Heck, the treasury got so low on money before they raised the debt ceiling, they offered a one-day treasury with over a 5% rate of return. Uh, so you'll see the money markets buying into this treasury market because it will pay above uh, whatever they're going to be paying you. But the bigger thing is more pressure on the banks. Today's data was helpful for a pause. But right now, Jason, when we look at the data, we got a couple of weeks left here. And, and unfortunately, the way the data is looking, uh, too many data points say keep hiking, not enough data points say stop hiking. It, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a tight decision. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, uh, I think they are going to stop hiking rates pretty soon. I, I don't think the uh, Jamie Dimon 7% is going to happen, but I would not be surprised if they did one or two more, though. Just uh just seems like there's a sweet spot there where they want, where they want to leave it, and I think seven percent is going to be too high for them. But yeah, uh, as you were oh, talking about gold confiscation, I, I don't think yeah, I don't think there's any chance it get. But I, 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 I shouldn't say that. I guess it could, <laughs> right? But I mean, how many banks do you want to close at seven percent? Right. Well, in in the aftermarket, you know, that's the Fed funds rate. You know, maybe the uh, the interest rates keep going up on the aftermarket because when these banks start having stress, they might just charge. 10% on your mortgage, Joe. You just don't know where, where it could head. I mean, I never thought I'd ever see a credit card offer in my mailbox for 31% interest. I didn't think I'd see that, but there it is. And you were talking about gold confiscation. I wanted to just say there was one other kind of gold you could buy uh, You know, after after they made it illegal to own. You could get jewelry. But I'm going to tell you if, you, if you're if you're not happy with the gold premiums and the coins we're selling you right now, which is the, the premiums have been very high, Go look at the premium on a ring or a necklace. Try buying gold that way, Joe. That's uh, you know I I went and bought some jewelry for for Brooke some time ago, and 
you know, I, I never, you know, I don't buy a lot of jewelry. I just, you know, it's not a big deal. Brooke's not a huge jewelry fan, but uh, you know, they talk about this stone or that stone or that rock, and then when you look at the prices, it all comes down to the amount of gold that's in that ring. Really, I mean, the the, uh, the, the diamond has a little bit of a, of a of a change in the price, but it really is the gold because because the jewelry that's not in gold that's in other settings is uh, it suddenly the price dramatically drops. Joe, it's just it's it's just curious. You know, hey, here's this big diamond ring or this big uh, emerald or something. And then you put it in silver, and suddenly that price of that ring just drops like a rocket. It's like, well, how come that emerald costs more than that one, right? It's the same exact emerald. Well, it's because it's in the gold, Joe. You know, and so, so if you want to you pay lower premium gold, and it is lower to buy it in coin form, this is the way you want to have it. You know, jewelry is great it's, and all, but this is the way you want close. it. Yeah. Not even close, yeah. Not even close. Jewelry demand, you, you, you're getting... Uh, uh, you know, maybe 20% of the price is the actual meltable gold in the in 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 all your stones combined. The rest of it's for the artwork and the artistry. And then, of course, you know, as we know, a jewelry business—that's a high commission business. That's that's how it operates here in 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 the gold world. It's a single digit business. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two ten dollar liberties. 1125, 20 or more at 1120. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriotto News Hour wrapping up this Monday. It has happened uh, China for the very first time had a domestic jetliner, the C919. Uh, it was a 700 mile flight. You know, obviously not a, you know, huge flight, but still, it was the first domestically built jetliner that is now flying in China, the C-919, and now is going to start competing with Boeing and Airbus. Uh, by the way, uh, automaker BYD, Chinese automaker, uh, just overtook Volkswagen to be uh, the best-selling car in China, uh, along with its rivals now going out to the rest of the world. BYD, by, by the way, Warren Buffett like was a heavy investor. I don't know if he still is, but was early on. And, of course, uh, Beijing also announced, Jason, they're going to put a person on the moon. So uh, I don't know, uh, people, you know, some people out there say we didn't go to the moon. Uh, maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. China says, heck, heck with it. We're going. Uh, you know, and, and, and again, we bring this. Why does it matter? Well, we know why it matters. Because first of all, right, we gave them all the technology to build this airplane. Uh, we've given them this technology to build these automobiles. We've given them the whole manufacturing base. And Jason, these are high-ticket items uh, for demand that used to be done in dollars, now going to be done in renembis. Yeah, the uh, the economic situation of the world is not settled by far, Joe. I mean, I, uh, I know China is supposed to be the next big empire to take over things, but I, I wouldn't be surprised uh, when the dust settles in the next few years if, if you start to see other countries uh, economically rise in this thing. I mean, China... They they look very much like the the country that's going to take over, but Joe, I I have doubts. I I, I wonder how much trouble the world really is in economically. I, I mean, I I've seen some some models by some guys that says most of the economically powerful countries, that includes America, China, and and such, all of them will start failing really badly, 
and there'll be other countries that will just rise out of nowhere, countries like India and and Nigeria and things like this. So I, I, I think it's it's far from being solved. And I, I know this one thing, all of it says one thing: the dollar is not going to be a relevant tool. I think I think I don't I don't think the dollar ever gets destroyed, Joe. I think it goes the way of the pound, the sterling pound. It was the world reserve currency. It never kind of went away, but it hasn't been relevant, especially since uh, World War II, Joe. And I think that's where we're headed. And England really hasn't been a relevant country since, has it, Joe? No, and and I'm hopeful. And again, I I'm using the word hopeful, which is never a great strategy. I'm hopeful that the the dollar will be. Uh, better than what the pound was. Uh, it's not going to be the player it was, right? We all, I think everybody agrees with that, right? The dollar's not going to be, uh, what it was after, uh, Brenton Woods. Uh, I'm holding out hope that it will still, uh, carry, uh, a, a more weight uh, than what happened to the pound as an example, right? Because obviously the pound, uh, it's only used in like three, four percent of all trade in the world, if that. Uh, so, so the dollar, uh, I think the dollar is probably gonna, you know, fall below 50 percent, but still be a, a, a bigger player than, than, than its predecessors. But I, I agree with you too. I think more countries are gonna be like, hey, we're gonna trade our own stuff. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 